Well, it's been about seven weeks that we have been quitting stuff. Are you done with it yet? Have you quit? Quit the stuff that doesn't help, that's not good for us, that gets in the way of what God wants to do. And so today, as we close the series, I just want to think back to the things God has been teaching us. And maybe you didn't get to be in all seven of those. And perhaps the Lord wants to say something to you today by way of either reminder or for the first time. Because here's what I know. God doesn't want anybody to stay stuck where we are right now. He wants to take us to a new place, a better place, a more mature place, a more joyful and healthy place with Him. Aren't you glad? (laughs) Well, five of you are glad and, and the rest of us are working on it, okay? So... So, I just think about it. We're going we're gonna to stop doing the things that don't really get us anywhere good, okay? We are going to quit playing church. We are going to be less institutional and more missional. We are going to be less um, hidden, comfortable, complacent. And we are going to be more vulnerable more courageous. You know, I love the fact that when we started the series with that message, God showed up. And I can't tell you how many people spoke to me in the days immediately following that and said, you know, I needed that. I love Pastor Shane's story about the men's group that he's part of. And he said that week, the whole conversation was about what does that look like? What does that look like for a church to to not just check the box and go through the nice church thing and we sang a couple of songs and we you know, heard a message and we all left and basically nothing changed. How sad. How do we get past that? How do we get beyond that? By the power of the Spirit of God. I love that. We need that. Um, I quit comparing. I quit being envious or focus on other people, what they have that I don't have, what I have that they don't have. It's pointless, right? God has blessed your life. Instead of worrying about everybody else, let's thank the Lord for who he's created us to be and all the good that he's given us because we have a lot to be thankful for. Amen? So I quit comparing, okay? And I focus on what God is trying to do in me and through me. And I quit complaining. <laughs> oh, I quit complaining. I had someone come to me at the end of first service. They said, all morning long, you kept referring back to the series that we went through. And he said, I didn't, the Lord never really spoke to me at the time. But as we closed that service, first service today, he said it was like, bang, the Lord said to me, quit complaining. Quit doubting. You know, I I am still living in the joy of what God did in our church on Easter Sunday. You brought your neighbors, your friends, your family members. Not only do we have like a packed out house, but God was in the house. And at least 25 people said they made a new decision to follow Christ. And you know, when something like that happens, you have to stop and say, thank you, God. Right? That's why we're here. That's why we're here to help people make decisions for Christ and then follow through on those decisions. And we've been working on that too, which is why next Sunday there's going to be baptism in response to what God's been doing. Wow, thank God. I quit 
hiding. You know, it's so easy to just put on a happy face and a good front, come to church and go through the same old, same old, and, and sort of just pretend. Now, you know, I get that. I get that. We, you know, nobody wants to be kind of bleeding all over everybody every time we say hi. I, you know, I understand. But, you know, if nobody ever knows, if nobody ever knows, if God never knows, we don't tell the Lord. I mean, he knows, but if we don't open up, if there's nobody with skin on that knows our stuff and loves us anyway, how sad is that? I quit stressing. <laughs> there's, there's a reason that stress was the number one sermon topic chosen in the Easter poll, okay? We said, what, what topic would you like to hear a, a message on? Stress was number one. Well, he talked about the way to cope with stress is to be ready for it in advance by tending our soul, by knowing how to, to quiet ourselves in the presence of God on a daily basis. And that's a huge challenge, friends. Far harder than it sounds. I need to quit stressing and start resting in Christ. And then I quit living in fear. <laughs> it's kind of uh, a living illustration, isn't it, that Pastor Shane's over there on the other side of the world, 10 miles from ISIS, and he's saying, oh, I'm, I'm cool, I'm good. Maybe he just doesn't know what's going on. I don't know. Mary, we're so glad that he's well, and we've been praying for you guys all week too. Great to know the Lord's been blessing your family. Um, you think the Lord might want you to take a, a little bit of a stretch? Maybe, maybe it's not the Middle East. Maybe it's uh, helping out with family promise. Maybe it's serving down in the children's department, either down here with our nursery or downstairs, and the Lord's been prompting you to do it, and you're just kind of not really... Ready to say yeah. Whatever it is, you know, sometimes it's that witness to a neighbor or a friend, that thing we know we need to do or say, the person we need to love in Jesus' name, and we're just not there. And I don't know about you, but I want to quit living in fear. Because here's what I know. God is here. And every week when we gather in his name and we hear from his word, he speaks into our hearts, right? And as the service is drawing to a close, many of us, some more one week than another, but over the course of several weeks, we're like, you know, I need to do that. <laughs> I needed that. I need to stop comparing. I need to stop complaining. I need to come out of hiding. I need to talk to somebody. I need to... I need to quit living in fear and step up and do the thing that, you know, my heart beats fast when they talk about it because the Lord is calling me. And every time that happens, just when you're on the edge of faith, there is an enemy of our souls who starts making excuses. And you start listening to those excuses and unfortunately, many, many times we buy into them. Well, you know, yeah, you should read your Bible more and pray a little more, but, you know, you've, been, you've felt that way before. And it hasn't happened yet. So don't worry about it. And you start making excuses. 
yeah, you know, you get the little twinge and the sort of um, itch and the interest when somebody talks about the children or the teens. But, you know, you, you get out, you get busy, and it goes away. You haven't done it yet. And if you really admitted that there was some need in your heart, some, some wound or broken place, what would other people think? What would, I mean, they, we're not here as a church to help broken people. We're all just here to look good. And we start buying the enemy's excuses. And the, the scripture, you know, Jesus told us the parable about the seed that's planted and the birds that come and pick it up before it can take, take seed, take root. Excuses. What's your excuse? You know? And so I, I don't know about you, but we're here. We're on the last Sunday. We're almost done. I quit making excuses. I quit it. If the Lord wants me to do something I have not done before, no excuses. If you want that, God, that's what I want. If you want me to be more obedient and more faithful, to be more disciplined in my walk with you, then there's no reason to talk myself out of it or to listen to the evil one who's trying to talk me out of it and steal my joy and stop me from obeying right when I'm on the edge of my spiritual breakthrough and I just talk myself out of it. No way. I'm done with that. So there's an outline there. and It's got a couple of short scriptures on it. We're not going to take hardly any time with it. We've we got enough time for the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit wants to do. So Jesus tells this story in Luke, uh, I believe it's chapter 14. A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited who? One, one more time. He invited... And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for what? Everything. Now. <laughs> but they all began alike to make. They all began alike to make excuses. Think about it. <laughs> There's a banquet. There's a feast. The best of everything. And you have been invited. Obviously, the, the, the host is wealthy and influential, and you are his special guest. And what are you going to do? Huh, talk yourself out of it. So it, let's continue. I think there's more. Is there more to that passage? No. Well, there is in your Bible. <laughs> there is in your Bible. You know what some of the excuses were? I bought a piece of land, and I, go to, I need to go and take a look at it. <laughs> well, if you haven't looked at it by now, what were you doing buying a piece of land, right? I mean, it's a lame excuse, right? I bought some oxen, and I need to go try them out. <laughs> well, go after the feast, okay? Go after the feast. They're, they're just talking themselves out of a blessing. They're talking themselves out of a party with God, with the, with the Master. How many times have we done that? We've made excuses to, to avoid the thing that God is calling us to do. So on the outline, I really would just take a moment, pull that out, and I'd like you to write, there's a blank space there, okay? And it says, what would God like to be different in your life? What would God like to be different in your life? Now, would that look like some negative stuff you need to let go of that's maybe been holding you back? You know, maybe a bad habit? 
maybe a waste of time or a waste of money or a waste of energy. And the Lord has called you, talked to you, tapped you on the shoulder, said, hey, drop that, let that go. And so that's the thing he's trying to make different. How about something positive? You know, you, you need to, to walk in the light, like the scripture says. Walk in the light. So that whole challenge to, to get into your Bible and let it get into you or to pray and let your prayer life become more healthy and, and uh, consistent. It's a positive thing God wants you to do. And what is it? What is it? For some people, it's a relational, you know, wound, mess, problem. Somebody that you just can't seem to forgive or they won't forgive you. Sometimes it's a mom and dad thing. Sometimes it's a friend thing, a marriage thing. I don't know. God knows. Most likely, you know. So would you just take a moment and trust God enough to write something on that card. What is it that God would like to be different in your life? And you don't have to write it all out. And you, you can even just use a little code if you're worried about somebody else seeing it. Okay, just put the initial down or something. And if, no, if the people next to you aren't writing anything down, turn to them and say, Hi, Jesus. You know, because the only people that shouldn't write anything are the perfect people, okay? I didn't know there were perfect people in our church. There should be something everybody needs from God, okay? What would he like to be different in your life? Now, the second blank is just as important, and that is why. Why would the Lord like to change that? Okay, so if God is saying to you... um, you know, you're, you're out too late, too much. Kind of the party thing is getting control of you. Why would God want you to let that go? Okay. If you're, I don't know, addicted to anything, TV, um, food, I know all about that addiction. You know, wh- why would God want you to let go of it, right? Well, I don't know, he'd like me to look a little better in my clothes, you know. Like me to feel a little healthier? No. No, the answer is the why is a God reason, which is your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, right? He wants you to honor him. Yes. Um, Why would the Lord want you to be more careful with your money? Well, because everything you have belongs to him. If you're a Christ follower. So every, not only what you give back to the Lord through the church, everything you spend, every decision you make financially reflects on him. So he wants you to be the kind of person who's financially free and can honor God with your money. Is that a good thing? That's the why. Okay, that's the why. If he wants to work on your marriage, if he wants to work on your family, if he wants to work in you, what's the why? So you will be more like Jesus, okay? So you will have freedom and joy in your own heart, and you will reflect that to the people around you. So just think for that. Just think about the what and the why. Now, in the Older Testament, there's a story of a 
incredible leader, Moses, whom God calls to uh, lead the children of Israel out of slavery. And Moses, as we know, goes to the Pharaoh. And does anybody know what he said to the Pharaoh? He said, let my people... One more time, let my people... And the Pharaoh said, no. (laughs) So what did Moses do? He prayed and he trusted God. And God brought these plagues until eventually the Pharaoh relented and let the people go. Now when God called Moses, do you know what Moses did? Made excuses. Uh, Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. Wow. You know, I never, I never liked speaking in public before, and I still don't like it, even though you've called me. All right? I still don't like it. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Ouch. Okay? Moses, that is lame. You know, you're, you're telling me that you can't speak? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? What are the next two words? Now go. I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say. Is anything too hard for God? (laughs) That's the right answer. Do you really live that? You know? Is anything too hard for God? So the thing he wants you to let go of, can he help you let go of it if you do it in his strength? Yes, he can. The thing he wants you to take up, that act of obedience, that new discipline of heart and mind, with God's help, can you do that? Yes, you can. See, there's a difference between good intentions and God intentions. Good intentions are, well, I'd like to read my Bible a little more. I'd like to to pray. I, I wish I could serve. Wouldn't that be nice? Nothing changes. Nothing changes. God intentions are, this is God's call on my life. This is what the Lord has asked me to do. And there's a reason why he's asked me to do it. And he will give me the strength to do it. Now go. Everybody say, now go. (laughs) One more time. Now go. Now go. You do what you can do, and God will do what only God can do. Um. Some of you know I've been trying to live it in my own life, okay? I've been getting up earlier, going to an exercise class in the morning. The bigger miracle is not the exercise and not trying to eat better. The bigger miracle is getting up in the morning. Is there, is there, can I get an amen? Amen, amen, amen. Uh, how old am I? Talk about an old dog and new tricks. That's me, okay? So we go to visit my brother and sister-in-law when we went down to Florida, and they say, okay, well, what's the plan for the morning? We'll have breakfast about, oh, 8.30 or so, because we know Glenn likes to sleep in. To which my wife says, well, actually, he doesn't anymore. In our house, I am the first person up in the morning, okay? How did we get there? (laughs) Well, it's a God thing, okay? It's a God thing. All right? But listen to me. I do what I can do. God does what only God can do. So I decide the night before I'm going to get up earlier tomorrow morning. And I arrange my day and I set my alarm and I do what I can do. Now, what happens in the morning? God does what only God can do, right? 
I mean, there's a thing inside me that says, this is, you know, this is what the Lord wants. The Lord wants something in your life for his good and his glory. And if you say yes and stop making excuses, you will find freedom and joy and life on the other side. Would you stand and pray with me? Lord God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit who speaks to us in ways that only you can. If there's anybody who knows the real truth about us, it's you. And so I pray that there will be no excuses here today. That, that if you want us to step up to something, and I know you do, you want us to be less hidden, more courageous, less stressful, to quit complaining or quit comparing or just play in church. Put your finger on our heart where we need it. Right now, we choose you. We choose obedience. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we say, I will go forward with God. I will pick it up. I will lay it down. I will step out. As you help me, as you live in me, I will be more like you, Lord, than ever before. Hear my prayer. Hear the prayers of your people. May our church be more obedient, more vibrant, more healthy, more united than ever before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Lord go with us all. Don't miss baptism next Sunday.